Harry can speak now. Thank God. I was losing the world to live then. That wasn't 10.2 <laughs> seconds. I've got to do that again. <laughs> I really can't. I love you amazing. I can't. And welcome to the Chasers podcast. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. I don't know. If you've just... If this is your first podcast, then just switch I'm off so, now. So but sorry. everyone yeah. else, you're hanging in. It's usually slicker than that. Each episode's getting worse, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not saying much, considering how bad the As we get more was. prolific, we get lazier. That's <laughs> fine. Everyone knows what to expect. They're here for the content, not for the production values, like introductions and stuff. We paid good and money for that intro, and we're going to use it yeah. over and over again. <laughs> damn right. Damn right. <laughs> just on loop now. But yes, if you've not listened before, my name is Seb. I'm Sam. And I'm Harry. That's the first time we've ever introduced ourselves. See? No, it is. I think we it need generally... to have a proper intro. No. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I can't even hear our intro, so I'm just sitting here like <laughs> not in the corner. And Harry doesn't listen back to it, so he doesn't even know what the song is. <laughs> have you well, ever... it, could be, it could just be a massive, like slag, me getting slagged off for 10.2 seconds while I'm sitting here kind of laughing take it in the background. Like, like a roast. Just... Yeah. No, we did that with yeah. hand signals, Harry, where you can't see us, so it's uh, fine. Okay. No, that's fine. Then. <laughs> that's fine. We just smirk at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how is everyone? Oh, very good, thank you. We have to say we haven't, we haven't spoken with microphone, proper microphones for like two, three weeks, three mm. weeks. We've just used Doctor Five, which mm. is our um, mobile podcasting device. The troll. Yeah. Doctor from <laughs> from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. And it's called a DR05 and we call yeah. it Doctor Five. So Because I, I realised, listening to the podcast last week, that we reference it loads, but no one's probably got a clue what it is. Ah. So there you go bit of insight there for everyone the model number of our whatever chinese brand we bought yeah tascam <laughs> Big Still boy. Strong. But harry what have you been up to them in your, uh, your, your two weeks since we last spoke <laughs> since we last spoke not much oh. just zwifting again thank you for joining really. us <laughs> yeah i think that's me done so i'm gonna leave uh, how, yeah. how are you finding zwift because it's your first proper foray into the virtual cycling oh, were you not, world were you not really? doing it last season then mm. well no yeah i've used it a few times but not like for more than about two days in a row it is good you do get used to it the more you ride kind of i bought about 17 fans so i'm kind of slowly oh, nice. getting used to it <laughs> i think i've got about three different extension leads just to be able to get the cooling okay like, no, 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 have you good. gone professional pain cave as they call it on the internet and got like a remote switch for turning the fans on and off because that's what no the, I was looking at all the time is when you want it. Well, exactly. But I think some people, especially in America, when it's really cold, they need to turn it on after the garage has warmed up a bit more. I do remember that from the the one time in my life I trained. I'd do it at work, and so it was like in a warehouse, and I would train in full winter kicks. I was so you cold the whole time. And like at that time, I I'd get to the end of it, and I'd be just warm enough. <laughs> With like, I'd, I'd, be, I'd, I'd have overshoes on on the trainer. Yeah, I don't know how. You, I mean, I've. I remember training outdoors in the winter with just like just my bib shorts on and it was about two degrees and I was still too hot. I don't quite, I don't know what I can do to cool down. So I've got, I've got two fans either side of me and then one like, turbo one in front of my face. That's and I'm nice. Still, yeah, it works quite well, but um, I, yeah, I still, I think because there's not much of, you kind of need a few windows open. There's only one window in the room. So yeah, they get you a breeze. It's just a flow of air of some, yeah. of, of some sort. I'm just getting my, yeah, like just warm air blown over me by about yeah. 20 minutes. The flow of air I get idea. is when my wife cooks dinner and then opens the oven <laughs> next to me. The so then my fan <laughs> is just blowing 200 and... degree air yeah. into me. <laughs> 
which is not ideal. So one side of your body is the, like the surface of the sun, and then the other yeah. side is about twenty. Degrees. And it's the worst. It's just what a rubbish like eighteen quid desk fan. And so I think that's yeah. the upgrade I'm going to try and get because it makes it makes a massive difference in mm. what you can put out. And there's I think we talked about it on the podcast before. Like I saw some crazy oh, figures, the numbers, isn't it? Yeah, of what it actually is like when you're riding a bike, the cooling effect, and compared to what fans we have. It's like 20 um, times what a normal fan can do, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. It's and ridiculous. So more fans, the better. And have you seen the uh, the kicker fan? Whatever that's called. Yeah, because I was looking it? at that. The numbers so on it. So I think I could have, I could actually have bought about 15 Fanner. fans window. for the same, for the same the price window. as that. It's not the window. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like you're from Somerset and you're a window cleaner. <laughs> window. Do you need a window? <laughs> kicker fan. Hang on a minute. I'm going to look it up. The blower. Kick a headwind. <laughs> a blower. It's the kick a headwind. Um, headwind. But that's it, was, it doesn't it change with your power? Or you something? can have it to heart rate, or heart you can rate, have yeah. it to speed. I think so. It actually feels like a headwind. But the trouble is, when you're doing when you're up a hill, stuff, you don't care if it's a headwind. No. Yeah, but as in to call you. So it's like in theory. But, but then if you think when you're going up a hill, that's when you want the most cooling and it's going at its slowest exactly. if you do it off the speed. Yeah, so, so when you do like the Alp de climb, when yeah. you're hammering it, there's <laughs> like no... Eight like, miles an hour sucking the, like, the coolest away from yeah. you. <laughs> and it's it 200 pounds. It air onto you. So that's yeah, quite it's expensive. expensive. So yeah, yeah, don't buy the kicker fan, but Wahoo, if you want to send us one. Have to try it out. Is it quiet? Is it a good one for nighttime summer sleeping? No, I think it's quite beefy. Oh, um, yeah, it is quite a beast, I think. But, but I think you you don't really care about the noise so much when you're going full gas. You just want as much airflow as you can. Yeah, but, unless yeah. it's five in the morning and you've got a four-year-old, <laughs> which less, is my my issue. <laughs> yeah, that's not brilliant. Yeah, but, I've got both no, yeah. my... Um, I've just bought a kicker snap, which is the wheel-on kicker. Because mm. obviously I sold my bike with a power meter on it. And I want to do lots of training this winter. But I can't have a setup all the time because you don't have enough rooms so a wheel on trainer is the the key thing really because it's quicker and cheaper and uh, and i didn't realize you have to do like 10 minute spin downs and stuff like that and it's a pain in the ass what's what's to to calibrate it and like the cat like obviously just with my power meter and a dumb trainer it was easy i could just calibrate calibrate my power meter and it was fine whereas there's a lot more faffing and i haven't quite got it right yet because the power numbers like i know from training with a power meter for two years what different efforts feel like yeah yeah. and it just doesn't feel like it sometimes or sometimes it's too easy and so i've done lots Mm. of reading on the internet which is a really exciting time and um (laughs) so i've got to try and work that out and hopefully but it's so quiet it's amazing like you genuinely can't hear it and that's why i bought it yeah i I do like that because um i've always like been wearing people downstairs like if they can hear you Mm. it's absolutely silent it's the loudest thing is my free will I've always uh, not bothered. <laughs> that's, it. that's the reason. Just such a nice person. Yeah, the neighbours. Um, okay, well, that was a nice little chat about Zwift. Mm. I'm actually, this, this winter, hot off the press, this is, I'm thinking about getting it this winter. Ooh. Because oh. you're moving house, aren't you? Yes, imminently. Well, thanks to the riches this podcast has brought, you're the first to invest in property. <laughs> <laughs> All those SIS sponsors, yeah. sponsor money's coming in. SIS Street. Yeah. Cook, kick, kick a cottage, you're going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> the the houseer. <laughs> yeah. 
this yeah. episode is specifically for those you in have the to calibrate time. it once a week <laughs> open all the doors <laughs> for 10 minutes shut them again so yeah hopefully next time we record we will be oh i'm excited about that in there we could, do a, we could do a Zwift session. If the people that we are buying from are listening, hurry up. Are you going to have a dedicated room, a Seb room? Yeah. Uh, is that allowed? No, I don't, or is no, it going to be temporary in and out? Well, it's, uh, we, have, we have, very luckily, we have three, three bedrooms. Oh, nice. So B-Dog's going to have one as a workroom. Nice. Because um, she works from home quite a bit, so good to have that. Um, but then we could just commandeer the lounge or yeah. we've got a garage so we can we could pad out the garage a little bit yeah are you going to get a wheel on trainer or a wheel off I like the idea of a wheel on just because I don't know I've I've only ever used Dream wheel off yeah the ones with cogs on them direct drive that's the that's one direct drive <laughs> the one without the wheel I've only yeah, ever yeah, used a smart trainer you don't sound ready to buy one I'm not going to lie <laughs> <laughs> I want the wheel on one the one without the wheel yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I've only ever used the kicker ages ago yeah um i think like to do a test I, I can't remember what i did but i did a test <laughs> um and yeah it felt really good like it felt quite realistic so yeah, yeah it I, does I, feel I like quite the sound like if you've got the if you've got the money and the space like it's an absolute no-brainer i've got the space yeah. but they're quite they're bloody elite, heavy elite have just released two other ones and they're like the, they're 400 500 range now they've got a driver which compared it, to the elite. snap the snap I mean, my one I bought secondhand off eBay for a bargain, mm. but they're like 420, I think. Yeah. So for like 80 quid more, you're getting like the same same thing, but better. I mean, I'll see what the secondhand market has to offer. Yeah. And we'll go <laughs> As <to> always. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully we'll, we'll be here. Be... We can do some Zwift racing, all three of us. Oh, God. We'll start yeah, Zwift we'll get dropped together. That'll be fun. Because my, my fantastic attributes, my pure yeah. power output. And what, what I've really struggled with riding with the snap different to my because my power meter and dumb trainer combo is ideal for zwift racing because you can put out 300 watts for an hour <laughs> well i can't but one could put 300 watts out for an hour in theory <laughs> someone like, can the whole time yeah. regardless whereas with the snap where it goes up and down gradients oh it's so annoying you're putting out 300 watts and then suddenly it will drop to 250 even though the effort feels the same because like on a road, when it goes downhill slightly... It's decided that it's easier. It's then got easier without you really... Because it's really nuanced and it's quite good. Yeah. You, you, it's like almost you overreactive. So what you're yeah. saying is you need to buy the Wahoo standard stair lift attachment <laughs> yeah. that lifts your front wheel up and down. <laughs> yeah. So you know you're going downhill. Yeah. So you've just got to, you've got to concentrate much more. And it's much more realistic. And you ride more like that where you rest on the downhills and then attack you get micro break but then there's something i fixed mine was the same and i found it really difficult because it on zwift i don't know what i pray the programming or something but it it gets really hard really quickly and then nothing then really hard it's not smooth like you said yeah but like I've, when you get to the top of climbs and it suddenly yeah. disappears and you can't put any watts and then out. you spin out yeah but well there's a setting i think it's the realism setting where it, i've halved it so that each the gradient on the it's game half is only half. Yeah, 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 so I think it kind of smooths it out a bit. Because yeah, because that's the default. Like you said, it's ridiculous. And I've tried it with zero, so like it's a dumb trainer. Yeah. But again, you put out, you know, you do like a 300 watt interval, but it just gets, the the flywheel just gets faster and faster. So it gets almost, so you have to Too keep pushing, quick, yeah. like, like you're going downhill, so you have to keep pedaling harder. Whereas yeah, yeah. with my old setup, it, the resistance went up alongside it so i've just gotta you just gotta get used to it i think because it is a bit weird as well and i with my one whatever i have the tax flux i however hard i go i can never get into the big ring 
it's either I am awful. <laughs> you you're a little ring trainer. You, no, honestly, if you put it in the big ring, you've got to be doing at least 500 watts to be able to actually really? spin it. About, That's yeah, so yeah, yeah. cute. Do you calibrate it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said this last time, I struggled to calibrate it though because the resistance is so high. I'm doing like <laughs> 700 watts for about. Honestly, it's embarrassing. I had to there's there's definitely there something wrong with that, Harry. 100%. Mate, I blew up trying to calibrate my trainer. Imagine how demoralizing that is. <laughs> your, I can't even calibrate Your calibration my dropped you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so poor that there's that it's like it's not even worth you knowing your power. Actually, there's just no point. You're not worthy of accuracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think yeah, even that race we did the other day, and we weren't going that slow. Like I think we averaged like normalised was about 280 for a half an hour, or whatever. So it wasn't slow, but I didn't get out of the big out of the small ring once. Like not even <laughs> in that flat sprint. Race as well, it's flat. When you led me out for that sprint, I didn't. I was sprinting. Were you in on the, the um, ring? That's you're, really like, weird. We yeah, on the hoods. Yeah, yeah. He was on the He fell off. Of course off. I was. No, I was on the, uh, yeah. <laughs> Crashed into one of his 19 fans. <laughs> Mangled fingers. I'm all yeah. cut up, yeah. I, I like that Harry's Wiffering's got more fans than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've got no fans. I've got all the fans, mate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Uh, so I don't, I think there is something wrong with it. Um, yeah, we'll look into that. that. I can't even get out the big well, ring. Well, report, report back next week. What if I get out the big ring? Yeah, I do yeah. every every week. I let you know if big I've made update. it, and if I can calibrate it. Yeah, and we'll do some Swift racing, and we'll so that can yeah, be yeah, a little we weekly thing. Seb's entry into do Swift. I, do I hate it? Yeah, because you love Swift racing. It's so funny. It's the opposite. It's a bit. It's, it's just like cross racing in the, the drive. A bit without yeah, the fun. Yeah. yeah, you could jump up. <laughs> big trainer. <up. laughs> We're up the stairs. Run yeah, down again. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so all this training, then Sam, what's it in light of? Uh, cross season the impending cross season Ooh. which is two weeks away is that it oh yeah God, first race is it's like the first second of september something like that first, first week... september yeah i've nice. i'm currently writing a blog for our chasers collective website about um because i'm going to do like after each race i'm going to do like a little write-up one of the guys that runs the league asked me to after i did one after the team championships Ooh. so i thought i'd do like a pre-blog yeah just about my expectations what the goals are because this season is very much about just learning as much as possible getting better getting my skills up to then really go for it but obviously i'm mm. still going to go for it just remember though cross is a joke <laughs> <laughs> all right no matter how serious you take it it's, it's a stupid a sport you're on stupid <laughs> bikes and that's why i love it and that's, that's the why you know i grew up making courses around my garden and like driveway <laughs> and basically doing cross without realizing it and then we went out this last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, me, you, Clint, Tony, and another gentleman I can't remember the name of. John. John. Yeah. And uh, had set up some cones on like a little football pitch. And it was the most day. fun. We, we were out there for th- three hours. Three hours just riding around in like a... Basically, like we did our CBT. Yeah. And honestly, you think it was like a, a minute course. And my when I checked my heart rate, we were doing like laps, like soft laps and technique and stuff like that. But I was 15 minutes in my zone five, like Oof. threshold zone. We How many times did you fall off, would you say? Because I imagine I would just crash constantly. Oh, uh, there were a couple was, of crashes. There was two crashes, wasn't there? Tony fell off twice, once from railing a corner. <laughs> then one time he, he, we, we were trying to hop barriers and he landed so heavily on the front wheel he flew over the bars. And then his, oh. his Garmin went off like an alert, like oh, yeah. sending ambulances to he him. Because... He, had to get, he had to go phone his wife to tell him he's all right or like cancel it. <laughs> 
yeah. And yeah. then I, I almost crashed, didn't I? Oh, yeah. You did like a hell of a drift. It was drift. like you're on a speedway bike. All the mud was flying up. It was amazing. I don't know how well I managed. Cool. I didn't manage to unclip. It was. Yeah. But it's like the, it's the hardest work without you realizing it's really hard work until it hits you. You don't, you look at it and you go, how can I possibly get out yeah, of I, breath? I never really felt tired on such a short course. It's more fun course. than it is, yeah, than and, it is just riding it. And it's just loads of short efforts. They just build up and build up and you then realize, oh, hang on a minute. I've been at my limit. And that's what, you know, I love that sort of effort and road races, you know, I get bored very easily. And I mean, it's going to be the hot topic we're going to talk about later. And we talked about it about a month ago, one of the earlier podcasts about road racing and how things are changing and yeah. and this is what the blogs are about a lot because i don't know why i haven't got into cross earlier but i think it's just because people i just didn't know anyone really and after meeting seb and him being into it and then doing the team championships and stuff like it is the mo- it's genuinely fun the whole time and it is horrible and like there's suffering and stuff but that's what i like about cycling my big thing about it is like it doesn't matter how good you are doesn't matter how bad you are you're always racing someone yeah so like you you could become 40th and you'll be battling for 41st, 39th. And yeah. it's basically an hour of just battling people. I imagine you just forget anyway who you're battling. You're just kind of going full gas yeah. and having a laugh. And like the level we're at, that's the case. We're like, yeah. we're not, oh no, we got held up at the start. That's our top 20 gone. It just doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just, we just um, slide around. Skills, like, it's really exciting because you can, you can always improve. On a road bike, it's quite hard to have tangible effects of if you're getting better especially when it comes to racing because you could be the best racer in the world mess up a couple of things or miss something or not be quite lucky and then your race is over and you don't know whether that's because you know there could be a hundred reasons why that went wrong and then you have to try and analyze it and work out where that where that went wrong whereas in cross you can see yourself getting better at cornering or jumping on and jumping off and you know, and finding grip and stuff like that. And that's what I quite like because you can see that those improvements really quickly. In, in cross world, generally, it's probably, could always be like a negative to it, is the best rider wins. Yeah. Very rarely will, if you're, say, you're so much better technique-wise than me, Sam, you're so much stronger than me, you will generally win the race nine times out of ten. And that's why Van der Poel and Van Aert and Sven Nice dominate. In because... road riding, it's almost it's a positive. You don't necessarily have to be the best. You can be a better tactician. You might be the yeah, strong. Yeah, absolutely. You, you could win a race still, but so those cross, it's more or less if there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. And I think people fall in love with that idea of road riding, but that's because they're watching road riding with teams and tactics, and that's what makes it amazing. Yeah. Where you have people working and stuff like that, but then pretty much any race below... <laughs> <laughs> some of the e123s i certainly never any third cat races definitely not fourth i mean even a lot of two threes did not work you know like there was yeah. a two three road race that happened the other day and alex wayburn who you ride with or raced against i've never raced him. Never raced him. you're just <laughs> you're aware of him <laughs> I, I know of him <laughs> who d- does a lot of mountain biking i've raced endurance where there's no categories That's and it. i'm allowed to race so i'm allowed to been on the track with him. <laughs> but he um this is a two three race with really really fast people he rode off from the start and rode solo and won. Wow. Just away from everyone. That's and there insane. are teams in there and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's races like that. I'm like, well, the rest of them just rode around a bunch, got in some breaks, but they're all, there's not a team working. You know, if you had a team of six people bringing him back, then that would have happened. But, but then I can understand why, because you're not being paid to do it. Oh, no, exactly. So why would you sacrifice your, pay- you're paying to race. Why would you sacrifice your child? And that for me is the it's issue with either. having upgrades and British cycling. If you didn't have that and it was just a league like in cyclocross mm. where people aren't trying to move up to the, to the next level, you can then go, right, I'll be a third cat or whatever. 
but we're our team we're trying to win the overall thing yeah and then because that's so much more exciting rather than just looking out for yourself and just waiting for a sprint and then sprinting and maybe not dying in a horrific crash i I do feel as well that that that's perhaps this area like Mm. in the midlands stuff like they are a lot more road racing going on it's not just british cycling i think it's tli as well as another right chat like a side championship and they do have a lot more teams doing that and there's team races so i think you do get that more positive race i think that's the way because it is i think we're doing the hot topic now but that's fine we'll just move things around i think uh surrey league and certainly southeast road race league who have cancelled all their races they will disappear in a year or two's time unless they change. And they're trying to. It's not that they're resistant to change. They are offering it to riders. But riders are all saying, or the riders that are shouting the loudest about it are third cats or second cats wanting to upgrade, which is absolutely fair enough. But actually, a lot of riders, in my opinion, just want to race, which is why they don't want to enter a 2-3, because they're going to get people at Alex riding away and winning and then you're just going to ride around the bunch alex in his own right as well for his top five elite mountain bike he's allowed by the rules isn't he to be elite road, road race he's well. just he's that race meant he upgraded to first cat i think but it would just be much more exciting instead of everyone racing thinking right i've got to get points it's almost like a panic thing they enter all these races to prove to themselves and maybe other people i'm a second cat or i'm yeah. a third cat i certainly saw that when i was a fourth cat I was I, I was obsessed with getting the badge of being a third. So cat. you're entering all these races, racing negatively in a way, just so you oh, can yeah. get eighth, get two Absolutely. points here, there. You're I worked points. out in my first couple of races. I was racing like I saw on TV that was exciting, trying to get in breaks and chasing people down and stuff like that. And I was coming fourteenth. And then in my fourth race, I went well to get out of this type of racing. I'm gonna race badly. I raced at the back sprinted got all the points i needed straight away in the first couple of races and then third cat racing is pretty much the same like so i'm not strong enough to be at the pointy end of it because in the third cat races i'm in you've got people who should be second or first cats who haven't raced so the few you do enter unless you're doing it every week and spending you know 150 quid a month on racing you're basically going to get unfair races for you to enjoy it but even you can still, I'd say that you can, you're, you can be at the pointy end, but then for 95, 99% of the race, and then just because you've tried to have a bit more yeah. fun or a bit more ambitious in the, just in the race by ambitious being not riding in the group the whole time. Yeah. You'll then come, well, like, well, to both of us, you then come like back third of the, yeah pack. absolutely and if you and you that will happen to you nine times out of ten if you just try to basically have a good race and a good workout you can quite easily just by not being as strong you could just sit in every time and get kind of top 20 i'd say but it's not fun why would you want to spend 20 quid doing that? exactly and if you're not a second or third cat with a decent sprint you know the people that constantly get points and consistently gets points you know they've got like they can do like 1300 1400 watts mm. i can't do that even when i'm fresh so if I'm in no. a race against those people, unless I get you every out, time, yeah, because it is going to in a drag race, they are going to, and you've got to be, you know, the people that do well as well are in a good position, or if they're not, know how to risk and make those moves. Whereas I get to that point, and I'm like, no, I don't want to ride on the wrong side of the road and risk yeah. it. So there's no, I'll settle for this. And I thought, well, actually, that's not fun. Whereas cyclocross, you get to do all those things safely, and you get to have. Lots of fun. <laughs> I've got a live listener. Yeah. 
<laughs> Seb, Seb just got a text. <laughs> we're, we're negotiating live on air. <laughs> yeah, for the, for, the, for the spare room in his new house. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I think Cyclocross is going to be better for me personally. And there are people that really enjoyed road enjoy road racing and really like doing it. But I think the number's going to go down and down. I think they're on the precipice of... Thank you. Good word. Hello. Of <laughs> of falling apart because they're, the numbers are on the edge. Surrey League is just about getting people and Searle is not getting enough people for whatever reasons. And something needs to change. And I think they will because they're very... You know, they're some of the best leagues in the country and they've been going for a long, long time. And I think they're realising these things and the people that run them are really on the ball and they're offering these things to riders. But I think riders need to have a look and go, well, actually, would I rather not race for upgrade points but race more races for cheaper and have more fun with it Yeah, and get points? And, you know, they can then decide how they categorise it. Is are are both Surrey and Searle, are they both BC series yeah. at, moment, at the moment? Yeah. They're but yeah. they're looking to move elsewhere. Well, at the beginning of the season when numbers were weren't looking good, I think certainly Searle were saying well and Surrey League, they they did a joint AGM I think, and they said, Look, we can not involve BC, we can do things for far cheaper, there's less red tape, we can have our own league point system and we can categorise things, you know, you could have masters races, you could have and people will be sensible about it. Like, you'll, if Alex Weyburn turns up and joins the, you know, the the slower race, everyone's going to be like, "Look, dude, come on!" And he's not going to do that because it's going to be obvious. He'll, oh, but he'll win him like, one. I, I, He's probably not got enough of an ego to be like, "Oh yeah, smoke them." Yeah, exactly. And people won't do that, and they'll get quickly found out. I think. Um, and not, I think I know a mate at uni in Dorset, and there's a they've got a league there which isn't part of British Cycling, and it's five quid to enter. Morton and apparently they have. Is it? And yep. they have massive, massive entries and like you want to block a cheese we, if you we, win. Week in, week <laughs> out, every week, about 60, 70 people turn up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's three groups. It's a pursuit-style race. Um, yeah. I can't remember what... I think that's TLR as well. You have to enter through yeah, TLR, it, yeah. who are like... They're almost like the time trial. CTT, CT, is it? Oh, okay. The time trial people. So yeah, yeah. It's like a separate entity. Um, and there's no points in it. There's a league at the end of it. Uh, there's like a red group, a blue group, a yellow group. You go off five-minute intervals. Chances are the red group always gets a catch. It's a big bunch finish, and it's a nice circuit. Everyone knows the circuit. It's a really quiet area, and um, it's always in like a, a decent sprint or decent yeah. breaker. And you get the really, really good caliber riders there. You get like elite mountain bikers mixing up with everyone with the good roadies. See that that to me just sounds much better because like why why do you want BC points if you've got that system in place for racing? If you're not trying to become a pro, like I fully get it. Some of the younger kids and stuff who are like clearly got a talent and are really good, I can understand why they might want those races to do those things. But they, you get offered a national B and then no one enters because they don't want to race against the really fast people. So therefore, all those people that aren't entering aren't then interested in... They're only interested in getting points when they can, when the fast people aren't there. So why not just have a league that sorts all that out? And then you can race against people you want to race against for cheaper and for more fun, I think. Because I, I, I think I'd be more interested. I'd go back to road racing as well and do some of those. Because it it mean better racing, in my opinion. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I'd like to do it again. Like, Why would you... Like, to become a second cat, it doesn't open up any new 
races to you? You can enter any second cat races as a third cat. Pretty much, yeah. Apart from the ones that you'll then get dropped from, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Because so the like, other, if the everyone other adopts it huge. and everyone goes for it, then I think it can really work well. And I think it's a discussion that needs to happen with more people rather than just the keynotes who want to make it stay the same. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I fully understand why those people do want to keep it like that. But it's kind of like if it stays like that, you'll have no one to beat. Because some people are they that they obviously they like that type of racing. They're good at that type of racing. Yeah, and the the, the racing will stay the same. It's just the the point system is a bit different. Like I can't see how it. You know, those far I, it's, south towns it's, guys. It's that tickling that ego of the categories. Yeah, because those far south towns guys will still be able to do all the races and you know win things and do stuff whether they're getting those points or not i think i think it can still work and you'll just have more people so feel to be bigger more courses you know it'll be safer because you'll have you'll be able to have different courses and less red tape so therefore you can marshal it in different ways i don't I d- know i don't know if i like said so i might have said this in a previous one but it's like although it has got to be driven from grassroots and from from entry level cycling stuff like that for this type of racing it's also almost like a just like what's it, feed down is that the right term? What's trickle it trickle down. That's the one. It's like when you get like bike tech gets it. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So where the current state of sponsorship in cycling, domestic teams are folding like they're what there's there's probably five decent British yeah. teams gone in the last two three years. So but that means that means you get decent riders that are now riding for shop teams stuff like that, and you're getting loads and loads of elites that. They still need to keep their elite license. They still got to get the points. They're entering the national bees. They're entering every race they can. Mm-hmm. You're still getting very, very good first cats that could compete nationally and now just competing regionally. And because of that, you're then everyone's almost riding a tier down. That's what's pushing the good yeah. seconds, the good thirds away from these nat bees. These nat did not see a thing possibly, yeah. or like the really good regional A's. So no, they say no one wants to race in them because they know they're going to be the asses handed to them. Yeah, by these people that could be pro cyclists if there was enough contracts out there. Yeah. And so then it's not that fun because at the end of the day, people are doing it because it's fun. Yeah. So the second it doesn't become that, then, you know, what's the point? And like those handicaps are really good, but that follows in the same way as the, um, what you were saying at Morton, where they look at everyone. They don't get, they don't say, right, you've got this many points. <laughs> yeah. You're in this group. They just sort of, they work it out roughly. With us being a prime example. <laughs> yeah. To try and make it as fun as possible. So yeah. if you had that, you know, if that system, you had more people doing that week in, week out that system would become refined and therefore it would become even better. Um, you know, and if it was like, it's done like a proper league and that is the most popular league by far. Like that's really well represented. Uh, they had most of the rounds throughout the season then? Are they most approach? Oh yeah, not one's been cancelled for entries. It's been, the one we did, there was about 60 people, Harry? At least, yeah, 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 yeah it was huge. And yeah, I did a rainy one. There was still about 30 people. Yeah. So um, mm. that that's a really good... That's a really good thing. So, um, and that was the best racing I've done in terms of positive racing. Like there were people constantly attacks and the fast guys trying to break away, and then totally. the slower guys trying to just hang on. And then um, what did you get from it? it? Nothing. <laughs> I know. Nothing. I a couple of good Instagram Abs. pics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And a lead out. You led the whole pack out. Cheers. Was, yeah. <laughs> so can I? Well, we'll get on to what we think is. It's not. It's pretty obvious what the solution to this is, or. It's sort of an industry-driven solution as well. But can I break Let's it up? Yeah, yeah, can break I break up. up this serious chat? That, I ne- very, I that never was thought, our most serious chat. I never thought we'd go this deep off the cuff and not prepared at all. I mean, 
I know. That, like that, that was actual topics. Yeah. Okay. Let's, it. let's bring it back down. Bring it back down. Cheap, cheap it's it a up. Mess. <laughs> I created a game. Yeah. Oh, so, for God's sake. This game is cool. So I've got to get the advert off YouTube for the. So I'm hoping the the theme is at the start of it. Or we've got 40 seconds. Oh, you're getting an advert. from 2015. When my van's off the road, I'm not working. So what am I gonna do? His van's off the road, he's not working. So it's time we got something new. There we go, Harry, as you just heard. The game incredible, is called Vanarama. So he played the oh, Vanarama uh, advert, Harry. Van leasing from 2015, that was. very. I've never heard the start of that song before. It, it's just come to me what I think the game is. Is it to do with cyclists with van in their name? It could well be. Maybe <laughs> not just cyclists. So this game... Jean-Claude? Is, oh, I never thought of him. I never thought of actors. Please tell me if these riders who take it in turns are... Okay. Cyclocrossers. Yeah. So do they prefer doing cyclocrossing or crossing? Are they a member of the Dutch football team <laughs> or nice. the Dutch cyclocross team? This is fantastic. And uh... you, you've got an orange mic for that reason. <laughs> Didn't think of that. Let me just get the uh, the soundboard up for right and wrong. Uh, games. Here we go. What's it called? The game's either. called Vanarama. Vanarama. It's either called Vanarama or crossing the road because you've got to tell me if they are cyclocrossing or crossing crossing the divide <laughs> interesting <laughs> it's because so, for the blog i've been trying to think of a really catchy punny name so oh, i've been doing lots of cross, we'll, cross uh, puns. We'll, we'll, we'll get thinking so for example matthew vanderpoel harry this is not this is not for points cyclist no uh, what, what? is he cyclocrossing or crossing cyclocrossing there we go cyclocrossing nailed it cyclocrossing sam Donny van der Beek. Donny van der Beek. Oh. Uh, cyclocross. Oh. Unfortunately, he's a football player from a, the 1980s, I think, Dutch squad. <laughs> Harry? <laughs> Through my headphones, that sounds like someone's a train horn's going off about 40 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Harry. Lars yeah. van der Haar. Uh, cyclocross. Damn it. Congratulations, he is. Yeah. Uh, former, 2014, he was the last person apart from Bandapol to win the Dutch national champs. Is he what, Dumbo? Jumbo. No, 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 what? that's... Um, Jumbo. He used to ride for Giant, but it was Giant Alperson, then he's now part of Sven Nies' uh, team. Have you seen Jumbo sign De Moulin today? De Moulin, big Ooh, move, isn't it? They've baby, got a strong they? squad. They got, someone's got to go, surely, from them. Um, Sam. Grunewagen. Korn van Kessel. It's a domestic in the street outside. Corn Van Kessel. <laughs> Why you're moving house. Uh, Van Kessel, cyclocross. He is a cyclocross rider. Oh, sorry. Oh sorry. sorry, I pressed the wrong one. Um, Harry. Virgil yeah. Van Dyke. Footballer. He's a footballer. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving up on the sound effects because there's a lot here. We'll rattle through them. Classic Saints player. Um, Sold, as usual. Sam. Cease Van der Werelde. Football. He's not. He's a cyclocross huh. rider. If I said it constantly <laughs> enough, it would be correct. Can you imagine for a second if I actually win a game on this podcast? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not counting scores. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Everyone's got, got it right more. so far. Uh, 
Um, what? Apart from me. Ah. Apart from 50% of the teams. 50% of the time. I get Harry, you ready? Every time. Yeah, go on. Patrick Van Anholt. Oh, absolutely no idea. I'm going f- footballer. Correct. Congratulations. It was old footballer. Sam? No, Van Arnholt played... 80s, 90s? Most of them are 80s, no, he's 90s. modern. Oh, is he? Oh, well. Van Arnholt, I think he played for Newcastle. Oh, God, there you go. Um, Sam? Frank Van Bakkel. Cyclocross. He is a cyclocross rider. Yeah. Harry? I'm just waiting for Van Persie to come up. They're gone. I haven't got Van Persie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Cock Van der Hulst. <laughs> <laughs> um... Footballer. He's not. He's a cyclocrosser. Oh. Uh, Van Aanholt played for Palace. Ah, oh, we go. Just there you go. Um, oh, get off the phone. You might see some of the answers. <laughs> get off Wikipedia. <laughs> Sam. All Van players. Raphael Van der Vaart. Ah, oh. legend footballer. Someone played for Tottenham. Yes. Yes. He is a footballer. Harry. Yeah. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Footballer. He's a footballer. He's a footballer. <laughs> Sam. Tish van Amorlingen. Cyclocross. Uh, He's a cyclocrosser. Yes. Harry. Yeah. Eddie van Isendorn. Ijzendorn. Dune. Um, I-J-Z-E-N-D-O-O-R-N. It's a hell of a name. Uh, no, it's a cyclocross rider. Oh, I was going to say that. So, no, I didn't. Willan Van Gils. Footballer. No, it's a side crosser. <laughs> Sound effects are back. <laughs> had that in the background. I thought that we had enough of heavy breathing. <laughs> Harry. The, tr- the train is back. Yeah, go. Rude Van Nisselroy. Oh, piss off. Footballer. <laughs> I thought, you know, it might be too old for Harry. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Who do you play for, Harry? Uh, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> the game is literally. <laughs> um, he was the penalty box poacher, wasn't he, for Man United? Oh, yeah. Um, Sam, Ulrich Van Gobel. Van Gobel, footballer. He's a footballer. Yes. How many? Have we, how many of these have we got? There's three left. <laughs> okay. Gregory Van der Veel. Oh, footballer. He's a footballer. Yeah. Sanna Van Passes. Cyclocross. She is a cyclocrosser. Sorry. There you go. Is Sanna like the Dutch version of Sarah? Possibly, yeah. Sanna. Sanna. Batman. Not many other words. It could be. Okay, and Harry, the final one, I think. Daphne Vandenbrand. Cyclocross. She is a cyclocross rider. I think Harry, you've won that, Harry. I think I got one, one or two wrong. Let me just uh, tot these up. <laughs> oh, so it was to- it was close. <laughs> Harry won with eight points to seven. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I feel like your scoring is slightly off there. I'll take it. I thought I heard like a baby cry. Oh, it was in my me. Headphones. I was going like. <laughs> I was in like a pterodactyl impression. It's a weird noise. <laughs> Jurassic Park's going on in your back. Did you know there. that um, old Remco Evenepoel could have been a pro footballer? I felt like it says Greg Van Avermaet He as was well. like in the Belgian, like he chose cycling over oh, football, right. but he was like bang on for... Nice. Yeah, mm. been in the Belgian squad. It's not fair. 
beast. Boost, good. boost, yeah, boost. So thank you for playing. Fanorama, Fanorama, Fanorama for your fans. Oh, fans. <laughs> that wasn't YouTube, Harry, by the way. <laughs> no, I could tell because it was HD, so it was much better. So back on. Good game. Good uh, game, good game. Not bad. Because Sam only told us today that he could do the podcast today, so we are prepared. Last minute. Today, yeah. <laughs> um, That's how I roll. Right, back on to the hot topic. See if we can go deep again. Topic. So, with Road sort of dying, safe to say, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, Grav- I don't think we're going to get any hate. No. Because, but as it is, isn't it? The 19 um, fans that Harry's got don't care. <laughs> They're all about indoor. <laughs> They'll blow whatever. <laughs> They're all heavy metal fans, yeah. That was a very poor joke. And I think, yeah, so the Cycling Tips podcast, obviously a lot bigger than us, uh, covered this very well their last episode. They did indeed. It was uh, really good. And they've had a bloke, Marshall someone, I can't remember his second name. Yeah. But they've basically sponsored him to drive around in, in, a, van. A, in a van. Not a Vanarama <laughs> van. It's actually another another company who don't sponsor us. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he's gone to pitch every gravel and sort of adventure race in the in America and done like a whole season of it and living out this van. And they've had like various companies on board and he's sort of done some articles and stuff about it. It's like Seb's dream. <laughs> Just waiting for the call. Actually not doing the anyway, racing. He's very good though. <laughs> Just living in a van. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, they, they were talking about how he thinks that finish lines are, yeah. the, are, the, are the death of competition. Yeah, finish line racing. So obviously we did recently... Sam's amazing invention of the gravel chaser, which was of his dream of what racing should be like. Yeah, which it can't officially be called a race because it was on public paths. So and we'll a, get sued. It was a sporting event. <laughs> um, but what we did, I think we we touched on it briefly previous podcast. It was coming up. Yeah, but we rode hundred miles uh, on the South Downs on everyone on cross bikes, part one mountain bike. It turned up um, massively underestimated how long it would take us. <laughs> Like, that's an underestimation. So, well, we, we met at 6.30, 100 miles, uh, 10 hours, that's pushing it. Well, I, I was saying beforehand, Sam, we'll get back at 3. So, yeah, Sam thought it would take us Instead, not, 9 I got hours back with a lunch stop. At half past 9. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had to cut off early and I got back at about 4.35-ish. Honestly, it's the longest day. It was amazing, but... I learned a lot about events like that. And timings. And how we want to change it up to make it more accessible and more fun. I mean, it's once a year, I want to do something like that, like an epic all-day big ride, because it was amazing. It was like 8,000 feet, 105 miles. But it people was... not having tubeless. Tell you what. was the worst. We'll cut to the podcast we did from that day. Enjoy! Sports fans, we are on the ride, inspired by Seb's fantastic South Downs Wade podcast. Should we get some more emotional music? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I definitely want some piano. I need some violins right now. So uh, I'm in charge of the gravel chaser one today. We're on mile one point and one point six. One point six. Currently climbing up high down towards a beautiful sunrise. Yeah. Like a night of per- like perfect temperature right now, isn't it? It's like it's gorgeous. A little bit of a wind, but it's not going to be too hot today. I don't think about 21 degrees, so perfect conditions. Bit of a southerly wind, I think, at some point for the downs link, and then a head headwind on the way back, obviously. <laughs> Wonderful. So we will stop in 
and update you as we get on. Last segment's at 10 miles, so we've got yeah. just over 8 miles. A few descents and climbs before we get to Chanctonbury, segment number one. Right, so we are 7.85 miles in and I've just torn an inch and a half sidewall tear inside of my tyre, just riding along an innocuous gravel track, not anything whatsoever you think about. So we've put a tyre boot on, pumped it out with a tube, now we've got another 100 miles to go. So that's really great news. It's really bum time. Yeah, I really wanted to buy brand new tyres to replace my brand new tyres. Good old South Downs Way. Well, it's not even South Downs Way yet. So hopefully we'll be fine for the rest of it. Stay tuned to find out. You, how are you, Seb? You okay? Um, yeah. Mouth full of food still, but... Seb's eating. He's no, doing hangover's well. Hangover's gone now, so... Hangover's gone. Um, head's a bit, bit of shape still, but we're getting there. It'll wear off. I'm starting to get some light on the legs. <laughs> okay, I'll see you soon. Right, we've just done the first segment up Chanctonbury. It's a brute. It was yeah, a bit nasty. I had Seb chasing me up. Shouted fuck off to him and it seemed to slow him down a bit. <laughs> it so, demoralised me. Yeah. I, was done. I knew I had to get the points whilst he's still a bit hungover. <laughs> you got a strike while he's suffering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got a tight descent coming next. Uh, Clinton's looking looking ready for it. He's very quick down it. Yeah, he got third on the uphill, so he could be could take the GC after this. Yeah, a crash would be ideal. So uh, yeah, my tyre seems to be holding up, so that's all right. Weather's still holding. So yeah, we'll, uh, I'll update you once we've gone down this descent. Right, we've just done Section. the third segment. The bit of a... Downs link, wasn't it? So it was, uh, yeah. more, a lot more gravelly than I thought it would be. I thought it would be a lot more hard pad, almost like a cycle path. But it was sick, it was like a uh, like really loose gravel. Yeah, a couple of tight turns, uphills, downhills. We did sort of like a, a bunch race, so <laughs> we all just sort of slowly start to have like a track sprint, like a match sprint, and then uh, Sam put a dig in early doors. Made, made the selection early, I thought. I sort of didn't make any friends in the bunch, pushed everyone out of the way. Most <laughs> <laughs> got a Clint's wheel. And the three of us did a few little turns for the only climb. Well, I thought now's my chance. I put a Left. dig in. Yeah, uh, so I put a dig in. I chased. Sam came past me on the climb. As a wheeling child. Oh, oh unlucky, mate. <laughs> oh, God, going down, downhill now, trying to pod at the same time. So this is the end of the other section. Sorry, I've only got a back break. <laughs> Good luck editing this, sir. Um, editing? Basically, Sam just basically sat 10 metres in front of me for the next like four minutes. I was hanging on and then a van pulled out, got in the way and Seb went through to take the W, I think. But that's racing. You yeah. know, I've got to let that go. I can't let that linger on my mind forever. <laughs> You'll come back stronger. <laughs> yeah, I've got to use that. I've got to use it to fuel my desire. Clint's off, off again, up the front. Yeah. Uh, stop at stands now, then we've got a bit of a longer segment flat along the Downs Link, up to Cranley, Guildford, and then back for the big stuff. Alright, see you later. We're on mile 37. I've managed to fix my. Fix my tyre. 
By fix, I mean Ed drove and met us at uh, Stan's Bike Shack. I then realised my tyre was quite torn badly and the patch might not survive. <laughs> just, got, just got hammered by a, by a tree. Um, Ed then drove all the way home, picked up a new tyre from Seb's car and then drove and met us somewhere above Southwater. I just changed my tyre and we're back riding along Downs Link now. Just did quite a good climb and descent actually, a bit weird. On Downs Link, wasn't expecting that. Riding up to Cranley and then turn back, head towards the climbs. Woo! We've just reached the almost halfway mark. We stopped at M&S Food in Cranley. I ate two caramel slices and a wrap. Not one bite. Seb's, Seb's not feeling it massively today. I'm having an off day. <laughs> he's having an off day. Physically, he's fine. He's Which just maybe a little bit hungover. This is like uh, the opposite of how it normally works. <laughs> yeah, he's already feeling great for a car ride. <laughs> so maybe maybe he'll get into it. I'll update you as we go. Breaking news. Uh, yeah, so he's got a bit of a raz down to stands. Then once we're at stands, it gets more interesting. Start going up some climbs. Things like that. So uh, I'll give you a shout when we're back on the good stuff. Hello sports fans. We're back at mile 58 and a half on mile and I think I'm a bit behind everyone though. I'm on 61. There we go, I've lost three miles. <laughs> um, so we're cruising back down the downs link towards stands again. So we might actually have a little segment coming up soon. No, it's after stands segment. Yeah, after stands is segment number six. Five. Five. Segment number five. Yeah, yeah, we're just going back through the tunnel. And uh, yeah, we're going to stop at stands and go across a couple of the races. They're going back a bit early due to time restraints. Sadly, Seb is one of those. Sorry to let everyone down. This is an exclusive. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah, he's going back through Downslink, along the seafront. So I'm doing the, the, the seafront of shame. Seafront of shame. Yeah, the headwind of shame back home. <laughs> Where you can think about what he's done over 13 miles an hour average. Oh, God. Five hours ride time. Yeah, <laughs> it's not enough. It's on the pace of a brisk walk. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we're going to go through the fields, the bit I wrecked the other day, and then up Street Bostel. That's when the climbing starts in the last 30 miles. <laughs> so I mean, that'll be good, good fun. The, the, the secret is really, I don't want to do all the climbing. <laughs> he's not stupid. But he's going to get maximum points no, on his on his segments that he's missing. I'm just hoping I've done enough in the in the four segments I've done. Yeah, well, the, up for the forty points I'm getting from yeah. skipping. <laughs> well, the segment you're going to be riding back with us for the next segment, so oh. you can officially abandon after that segment. I think well, that's um, that's in the rules. I'll tell you out. I'll yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll uh, probably next time I speak to you is when we're on some sort of horrendous climb. Oh, I might have, we might have a sad farewell. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay, good afternoon sports fans, we're still going. Seb has dropped off. He's back home already, I think. Phone along, so I've got Sigma Matt, aka Sigmat here. How's it going, Matt? Going really well, mate. He's enjoying it, he's got a bad knee, but he's he's rocking it. He's been flying on the segments. And we're uh, just approaching Street Bostel now, just going through some nice single track. 
to get there, avoiding the roads. And uh, yeah, not too far to go now. Going's been pretty slow with punctures and things, but wee. But that's part of it, so yes, I'll uh, speak to you when we're at the top by ditch lane with my street buster report. Good times. Okay, we just did street bustle. It was a beaut. It's actually getting quite late now due to night stops. It's about 20 to 6. Absolute epic, epic ride. <laughs> Our moving time is about seven hours. How did you enjoy street bustle, Matt? Uh, I cramped. Sigma had a cramp. <laughs> Riding a big gear. Those thunder quads of his couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah, a few more hills to go. Then we're back home. So, uh, yeah, everyone's in uh, alright spirits, I think. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nearly there. Looking forward to a shower. Lovely view. Cheers. Okay, so, we're just going up what I think is called West Hill, which is just past the A23, going up towards Devil's Dyke, Saddles Way. And just a bit of, you know, moment of reflection on the day it's been a long old day but it's what gravel chase has been all about a range of different abilities and different people coming together racing on some parts riding together as a group you know changing tubes helping each other people coming to meet us to help us it makes me feel very happy that we've got that sort of vibe going it'd be nice to share it with more people so hopefully Next time we do it, some more people will want to join in. They'll see that it's not about being fast, it's about giving it a go, doing your best, and you know, completing the challenge, even if you're not racing on the segments, it's not about that. So yeah, so I'm really, really glad it's gone really well. Everyone's loved the route, worked out nicely. A few more challenges ahead, but yeah, nearly home. Very happy with it, with the day. It's a shame Seb's not here. Seb, I miss you. Harry, I miss you too. Hope you sold the bike, Harry. Maybe not. Alright, see you later. Just got to the bottom of Truly Hill. Currently on next to, I don't know, some road on the way to Shoreham. Almost there. Couple more hills to go. And we're done. I got a puncher, which was shit. But, uh, yeah, almost there. Feeling good. Everyone's doing well. I'm just being waved across. Something has happened, probably. No doubt. Good times. Going to see what it is. <laughs> ah, and it goes on. Oh. Right, just got to the top of segment number seven. Here, 100 miles in. One more proper climb. And then I think we're going to miss out segment eight because it's really overgrown. I think everyone else is quite tired. Just gave that one some beans. Beans! See, see what comes of it. A beautiful sunset now. We've been riding for about, well, moving time is eight hours, 36 minutes. And actual time, I reckon, is probably 13 hours, 14 hours. Just, I'm never doing a ride with anyone with inner tubes in my life ever again. Tubeless only. Saying that, I've got a tubeless tear, so I'm in a tube wanker right now, so. No justice, don't buy Tamil kids, they look cool, but they're shit. Uh, yeah, can't wait for a shower. 
and to eat loads of mozzarella sticks. Uh, yeah, I'll do one more probably, sign off and finish it nicely for Seb to edit and put some twinkly piano music back to the background. Good time, it's been a lovely day though, proper day out on the bike. Uh, yeah, I think I can hear them coming up the hill now. Lovely piece. Whew. Right, at the top of high down, this thing is done. Just got a nice descent back to HQ and we're all good to go. What a massive day. I can see the boys now, they're just coming up. Whew. Hope you enjoyed it. Back to the podcast. See ya! Thank you, Sam, for that lovely segue back. I like you do that. Do oh, that. yeah. Back to the studio. And we're Starting. in the studio. Yeah. So, yeah, as you heard, Sam gets more and more tired throughout the whole whole <laughs> podcast. I love listening back to it. The sort of Sam just like, I'm still out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I kid you not. This is, I swear, this is serious. We were on top of Devil's Dyke and we cycled on the South Downs Way back home, like through Stenning and stuff like that, off road. A hot air balloon took off at Devil's Dyke and it got to <laughs> Stenning before oh, we God. got to Stenning. We were overtaken by a hot air balloon. Like, Into a headwind as well. Like the wind was with the you. The stereotypical <laughs> slowest form of transport in the world overtook us because of... That is quite embarrassing. Though. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. My tubeless tyres, ex- well, one of them exploded about yeah, four minutes in. On a very easy gravel climb. Yeah, just out of nowhere. But that's because of the sidles poking out and those tyres, I'm not impressed by them. Uh, cross bosses. So WTB. They're not for gravel. Sort it out, yeah. Um, but apart from that, they were absolutely fine. But we had so many punches from tubes. It's just people were like, you, you get a bike, you cobble it together, old tyres, old tubes. We didn't really think about it. You've got to be prepared. Like We prepared we prepared really well for South Downs and we didn't prepare at all for this. Yeah. And it was as difficult. So yeah. For so the we, next gravel chaser... It's highly recommended that tubeless is used. I mean, if you get three or more punches, you are being left behind. Yeah. So things things are going to change. It's going to be a bit shorter. We're going to have more segments. Yep. Um, possibly leave a little bit later as well. Only a, yes. t- only a smidge later, but still fairly like seven days. Yeah. Eight-ish. It's already got two hundred people interested in the event. Which they turn up. It's going to be like. Um... Yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to quickly change things because in my mind, I'm expecting a maximum of twenty people. And then you can ride with 20 people. But if you get more than that, you've got to split in different groups. You've got to change yeah. things quite quickly, which is fine. We it, can handle that. It's going to be like, do you remember the film something X? It's like a party X or something like that. It's <laughs> like a, oh. I thought we were going to talk about Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's a terrible film. It's like, um, it's an Australian kid. His parents go away and he throws a house party and, and he goes viral. And it's like thousands of people tell him and they just ruin his neighborhood. Ruin the yeah. house. Yeah, I've seen it's that. It's called yeah. something X. Okay. When we get closer to the event, yeah. I think we, I'm going to try and get some more concrete yeses from people. Yeah. And then when we know, I, I might change where we're going to meet. It'll still be nearby, but I don't want it to be... We don't want to terrorise a pub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. hopefully we can work, we'll work that out. And so yeah, fine. that's going to be thing, wicked. Though. Really good course. It's about 50 miles instead of 110. 
Um, it's still a thousand feet per ten miles. I think that's like that should be the rule for any yeah. gravel chase. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's still hilly, but there's some brilliant sections and we, single track we sort of learn what sort of what sort of segments work well a good yeah, mix absolutely and stuff like, that. like even on the actual chaser one the, the downs link segments are really fun still yeah it's like a little mini road race on gravel yeah but then it also works well with like a single track downhill some rolling sections some climbs yeah and still keeping the tactics in there i think works well with the point system rather than times yeah the technical downhill bit was wicked because we set off a bit like a time trial in like you know 20 second intervals um, so no one was held up and everyone could take their time and didn't weren't trying to chase people and then overdoing it. And then the best segments were the rolling ones on bridleways because we were properly racing, like Seb attacked up a hill. I think we talk about it. I talk about it on the um, yeah we are just saying on the podcast again, bit. But um, yeah, it was really good fun. Um, really good effort. And then between, we're still rolling along, but everyone's chatting, having a good time, stopping, and it was really good. So um, how many how many people finished? Uh, there was, um... Nine of us? Eight of us? Yeah, I think eight started. And five. Five finished. Five finished. We did the whole thing. Um... Sweet. Yeah, it, it was well, a real... five bodies finished, not five humans. Yeah, it was It was a very <laughs> epic Cells day out. of bodies. But my dad, who's nearly 60, he did the whole thing. And he hasn't done hard hills and stuff. Like He's done lots of swifting and lots of sort of flat rides. Um, he did the whole thing and we got to Ditchland Beacon. So we went up uh, a local street bostel, which is got like 30% ramps in it and it goes onto the South Downs way. And like the segment was from the bottom of street bostel all the way across the Ditchland Beacon. So it's like a, I think I did about nine minutes flat out. It's hard. And he got to the end of that and he was absolutely dead. And he doesn't, he hasn't had like SIS jails before and beta film and stuff like that. He's not believed in it. He's like old school. And I was like, look, Dad, either you do this and you drop your drop your ego of I only I only drink water. <laughs> Get over yourself. Yeah. So he did, and then he did it. And it was it was a it was a real nice sort of father and son moment actually, where he made it through. Um I pushed him once, which he was not ha- he was not happy about up a hill. But he, he had some caffeine gels and he, we got home and he's like, Oh, they really work, they do. I was like, Yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so now now he's on it, but sadly he crashed at Big Dog and broke his collarbone, so he's on a uh, forced hiatus at the moment, but he's going to come back. He'll be back stronger, to quote the Peter Crouch podcast. Oh, it's no gravel sulk. <laughs> yeah, like not dead it anymore. <laughs> yeah, but he really liked it, so he'll be. Hopefully, he'll be back in time for the for the next one. Yeah, it'd be good. So, sort of following um, a more modern. It's like an enduro format, isn't it? So you do a yes. big loop with segments. So Gringiro is probably like the easiest. The most famous gravel equivalent. Yeah. Uh, Grit Fest, is it? The one in... Yeah, that's new. The one in Wales. Two years, that's last year. We're hoping to do that next year. Yes, that's going to be amazing. Um, so it's that sort of thing. Is like It's a ride with racing. You're not racing from A to B. Yeah. You're, you're riding between it with your friends. And then when you need to be competitive, you can be. Then you go back to being chilled out and having a good time. Which yeah. I, I loved. It was so much fun. Like Grinchero is probably still my favourite event I've ever done. And people go on about those those events all the time, about how great they are. Like, so, you don't need to race the whole time in pelotons. That's not what gravel's about, because that's just road riding on a different surface. And that's what American gravel is becoming with these races like Kansas that the world's all getting involved in. Yes. That then they're becoming ultra competitive. You've got to make the front group, and otherwise. it's becoming dangerous. The people are taking risks, because they can't close the road. So there's an open road, ridiculous risk, crossing junctions, corners. Yeah. And it's going to get, something bad's going to happen with the amount of people that can turn up to those events. Exactly. And that's what 
for our thing, obviously, because it's on open roads and it's not a race. It's just a group ride, and we happen to look at Strava afterwards. Strava's not a race, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's much more, you know, it's about having fun and improving and enjoying it rather than, you know, we get to the end. It's not like someone's gutted because they came second. It's it's funny, you know, like when we were doing the thing, I came second. When you rolled, when you rolled me on the lines, <laughs> so I got held up by a van. It was funny, not like oh my. I can't upgrade for another week. I've trained a whole, whole month for this. <laughs> exactly. like Wasted that taper. Exactly. So it's it's just really good fun. And it's, I think that is the direction things are going to go. And America is so much further ahead of the UK for this because I think they've got the land and the people. Yeah. And certainly the people who do Battle in the Bowl and Kinesis and all those guys that run that stuff, they're definitely on it and they've got some wicked events. But I think there's so much red tape especially with actual companies trying to run these things yeah. you can't do that unless you have you know i read the cyclocross bc like um event organizers manual and rightly so it's full of red tape and things that you have to adhere to to keep people safe and not get sued and stuff like that whereas we're just a group of mates meeting and then riding so that's our ad- if you choose the race that's up to you yeah but it can only get so big yeah, before people take notice. I imagine and then... it's uh, a bit like the German one, Rad Race. That yes. started off like this, just like guerrilla racing. Yeah, and now now it's an official event, but it's still like a cool like leading of, of like for fixed gear racing. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's they sort of kept it true, and then they've got companies on board that sort of are seeing that vision that necessarily are helping them. Yeah, sort of stay quirky as yeah, yeah, but but build it and do the things under the proper regulations. Yeah, because our we haven't got a. At the moment, we've got a good dickhead filter because it's our mates that turn up and ride. So we know they're dickheads. So we know they're dickheads. (laughs) (laughs) But when you get bigger, you might get people turn up that maybe won't ride in the same spirit and do things. And that's when things get tricky where you're on, you know, you're with the public and you don't want a massive group of riders being misrepresented by a few... Dickheads. Dickheads. It'll be a bit like Wheelie K. Wheelie K. Oh my God, Harry. We're what? talking about Wheelie K in a minute. Especially Sam got it. Like it's my new hero. Six thirty. Obviously, you came on about uh, seven thirty, Harry. So Sam basically sat in my bedroom <laughs> on the floor watching kids run around London doing wheelies for an hour. Have you heard about this, Harry? No, I've right. I've so never you're seen this. you're past it as well. This is what I mean. Things move so quickly nowadays that trends and new movements move without even knowing so basically kids in london ranging from i don't know like eight years old to 20 to like 20 wheelie all day every day through the streets of london ignoring all cycling all road traffic laws that's all i've seen it happen in new york a bit and 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 they've all got youtube channels so there's a kid called little harry he's got five (laughs) hundred thousand subscribers on youtube and all he does is wheelie through london and just be a pest (laughs) oh yeah it's amazing views hundred and fifty thousand views geez he's like he's got millions of views on some of them he looks about five yeah i think he is anyway i (laughs) my attention was drawn to this because these kids came down from london and wheelied through asda getting in the way of everyone and one of them punched someone and they were basically just being nuisances and then I realised that they video it all and he's got a YouTube channel and it's just nuts because they're sort of getting away with it. They're not really... The whole... I think the beginnings of it was this thing called Knives Down, Wheels Up, which is like a way of like London kids instead of, you know, 
getting into like crime and knives and stuff like that are instead riding their bikes and i completely understand it's kind that of, yeah, really well come for a really good thing yeah and there's a guy that's sponsored by nike that like leads it all his name is i can't remember you found him earlier oh like lee 100 or something like that adam 100 or something it's a name 100 yeah um <laughs> so yeah and then they've they basically made a bit of a mistake and are pushing the just... boundaries a bit more Whereas, and now they're bringing people. attention to all the Daily Mail readers who are losing their minds that it's cyclists, <laughs> dangerous the same cyclists. People that, same people that hate Sam. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to come and shout at me at a cyclocross race near me. Yeah. So coming up then, we've got, it's a good segue, isn't it? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> what? I like that we don't cover the Tour de France, but we cover Wheelie K. <laughs> <laughs> We'll sort that out later on. Oh, mate. When the start. next Tour de France the, comes around. Well, we'll yeah. start soon, yeah. There's a third one, no one really cares about it. Yeah, big teams though. Astana have chucked in every hitter they've got. Yeah, but it's a star, isn't it? Yeah, but it's so good. Great. As long as they don't release another rap video, it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we've got our cross race coming up in two weeks. So we might squeeze one in before then. If not, we'll, we'll certainly do one live when we're there. Yes. Harry's going to keep Zwifting, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll try my best, yeah. We've got three peaks in... Four, in about three weeks three weeks three peaks three weeks three peaks um trying to do a bit of training for that walking up hills i tried to go for a run the other day and hurt my calf immediately which reminded me of why running is shit <laughs> so um that's that's on the back burner again while i run with my cyclocross bike instead it's all good and i've got an injury from south downs no from the yeah, from doing the south oh. downs well i didn't train at all and I've got an overuse injury to my knee. And I've got an inflamed <laughs> tendon. And do oh gravel chase there. Brought it up even more, as you'll hear, the sad times of the during the the clip we played earlier. Yeah. Um so I had actually had physio on it, so yeah. I've been diagnosed. Oh, quite with, bad. Um, yeah, I've quite bad. I pulled a hamstring driving it as well, so I'm injured. Harry, obviously you knew that from when you listened to the Big Dog podcast as well. Oh of course, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've listened to it five times. So yeah, I'm I'm on rest rest and rehab until the cross race. So I'm getting as prepared as ever. Prepared as ever. I mean, it doesn't. It makes no difference whatsoever. You have a <laughs> no. the, people. There's like a thing on the Trainer Ed podcast. They say it's like the off off the couch numbers, where it's if you don't do anything, certain people have different numbers. And I think you're off the couch. They're the same as my on skills on and the thingy. Bike. Is like yeah, you've got to train. Like once you get over nine hours a week, you will then improve. But until then, you'll just be that. <laughs> And it just so happens that you happen to be a high level anyway. So I was like, why bother in nine hours? Yeah. I think on your number, you should write, I haven't trained, <laughs> just to annoy people as you pass them. Still drunk. Oh, goodness me. But yeah. Um, World Championship's coming up. Van der Poel's going to win, obviously. He's won 75% of races he's entered this year in every discipline. 75%. If you haven't seen it, go and watch his... Uh, the last World Cup. Leidenhosen. Leidenhosen. Lenzerheider in Switzerland where Schurter basically just goes straight at it from the gun and Van Van is on his wheel the whole time. Then when he attacks, he just le- unleashes so much power for so long and Schurter can't get anywhere near him. And he admitted off, he's like, I'm not on a bad form. I'm just not as good. He's just better than me. <laughs> That is so depressing. And when you've got like a five, six times World Cup winner, five time world champion saying, I'm just not good enough. You've got something special. He must be gutted because it's like, basically, this guy's been around. Had he been doing mountain biking, he could have beaten me. Yeah. But then at the same time, shout out to it to um, Absalom. Yeah. It happens, doesn't it? New, new boy in town. Exactly. With thunder quads. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, yeah, so I'm basically just going to do more riding around fields and jumping on and off the bike. But it's really fun because you can, like well, I said earlier, you can see the improvement. So it's it's quite rewarding. Even an hour's cross practice, you can see and feel the yeah. improvements massively. Any more wheat fields or not? not no, we've been we, we few past a few now and the wheat's all dried up. So they're quite aggressive yeah. now not 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 as nice seb tried in poo in a field that was quite exciting i did yeah oh, oh my god i tried to wash him out the shower and now moment. his cycling shoes are in this in this room <laughs> next to a fan i've cleaned the poo it's right <laughs> not after i've just washed it um oh but why don't we have a quick chat about bunny hopping because that was good right so when we did our cyclocross training training riding the other day no it's uh, a cyclocross training camp. sorry training session skill session uh clint made some barriers out of pvc pipe they're amazing some plumbing pipe so he made some at just over 200 to 20 centimeters and some at three and uh, 30 centimeters so they're the the limit you can have is 40 so we went for 20 and 30 so are they sometimes lower than 40 yeah they're not within always for depends what the league has like if right if london leagues are are 40 chances are every yeah, I mean, every race will have four. Because the ones at Ardingly were forties, weren't they? Yeah. They were massive. But I've done Wessex ones with their thirty. Sometimes they can put them higher. Oh, okay. You can edit them. So like, if they want people to hop them, they might put them at twenty. If I hit it hard enough, it'll be ten by then. It'd be fun. Um, yeah. So we had these, spaced them apart, so um, Sam could learn to bunny hop them. Yeah. And he nailed it for about third attempt, and then three hundredth attempt. Yeah. No, oh no. Also, you, you got about third attempt. Then he was like, right, I got it three times in a row. Did it a second time. Nailed it. <laughs> And then he just forgot how to do it. So we were there. We were probably ready to go home. We were there for about an hour. I did another like 50. Clint lying on the floor filming in slow-mo to work out what the hell was going on. And Sam just could not grasp it. I started overthinking. And then, we, then I was like, right, I, I can't explain how to do this. I could just, just do it. So then we're like, right, slow-mo me doing it. So we're not right. We know where to take off. Yeah. Do this at this point, this at this point. Got really scientific. It was like watching Match of the Day. Um, and then eventually Sam managed to do it after the hour and we're like right we're done let's go i home. did it once i was like done i don't need to because i'm not gonna do it in a race and you know stair sets and stuff i can do like if they're spaced up up enough and that, that's where you can find time but jumping on and off isn't gonna make or break my race it's just yet. cooler yeah if it gets to the point where i lose an important position in a top five or something Give i will up. then go and bunny, learn to bunny hop Re- retire from cross you're yeah. taking it too seriously then. <laughs> exactly but no it's, it's interesting because it's it's such a weird technique but it's not. It's. I try like it's not natural bunny hopping technique. It feels no. bad when you do it. Yeah, but I feel like I've got the the movement in my head now, and it's gonna that that will help my mountain biking as well because I could sort of do on a mountain bike, but now I can do on a cross bike. I can reckon I can go higher on my mountain yeah. bike. Well, um, when so you when you next down, Harry, we'll, we'll we'll get you doing it. Yeah. Okay. Harry, Harry does cross. I'm. I actually. I'm getting more up for it now. The more I think about it, the more I want to do it now. You've got the right because Tony, um. He's got quite a small bike and a low centre of gravity. He is going to be absolutely rapid this season. But he's season. really explosive anyway, isn't he? He's he was quick last ridiculous. season. Yeah. But he's going to be, he was quick the other day when we were, when we were chasing him. And I think, I think you've got a similar sort of thing. Once you get the skills down, I think you'd be, you've got the right sort of um, fitness for that. <laughs> I'd definitely have to give it a go. So Sam was looking at me when he said that. I was like, what? <laughs> it's on the hoods a lot as well. So. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I've always thought like, if you don't cross properly, I would cut the right hand drop off because you only ever use the left hand drop for shouldering and you don't, you don't ever oh, go yeah. into them. Yeah. So you, <laughs> one drop. Yeah. One drop bike. <laughs> that would annoy people. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Um, well, we'll catch up. 
possible. Let's, 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 let's commit. We'll do one before the cross race. One before the cross we'll race. We'll definitely do one after it. We're going to do a big three peaks thing because there's lots of things that have been going on kit wise, which I think would be quite interesting. <laughs> we've essentially all the preparation we thought we'd do, we gave up on all of that and we're just doing yeah, what we buying it. Ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Cheers for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the more serious podcast this time with actual opinions. And if you disagree, Willie K, I don't care. Don't I do yeah, care. don't don't tell us. Please just contact us for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, Willie K. If you want to shout out, then next next time we'll get you on. He's honestly he's so good at wheeling. And, uh, it's ridiculous. I'm just <laughs> yeah, man. He's inspiring just... people. He just needs to. Not it's be with people that punch s- people in supermarkets. <laughs> and also, he's just, I just watched really he's just been giving the middle finger to random pedestrians who are getting off a bus, which isn't ideal. Oh, he's been playing too much GTA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just it's stick insane. to Wheelian, man. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, no, right. We're, we're tailing off. Watch. Yeah. We're rambling. Fade this out in the post-production. Right, cheers, everyone. Stay safe. Stay safe. You're ruining it. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Right, I want dinner now. It's finished. We should have done the podcast like this. (laughs) We were sharing one microphone. (laughs) Two boys, one microphone. I put a microphone up my bow and then Seb talked into it. (laughs) 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 The human podcast peed. Right. Oh, we sound good. I want mine louder. Okay. But can I have mine louder without it being loud for you? Uh, I'm going to have to commit to both of us being deafened. <laughs> Maybe my hearing is just terrible. It could well be after lots of drum drums. Bom, bom, bom. Harry, tell them safety course then. Talk to me. <laughs> I mean, I learned all about asbestos in houses pre-2000. That was interesting. But I I'm think... sure you'd like to know about that. I think Harry sometimes dips away from the volume, so I think that's quite no, good. No, 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 because I'm... I, well, because I've got my headphones on now, so I don't do that. Be a bit better. Harry's consistent miking. Oh, okay. Harry's consistent mic- miking, yeah. Whereas I've, I've, I've be like, oh, game. Oh, I'm still going to be just as retarded oh, on the pod, but... <laughs> <laughs> what an opening to a podcast that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you shit da. <laughs> Hello, no, that's no, we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> right in three, two, one. Let's start the podcast. Harry, remember 10.2 seconds. Need some quiet, please. Okay. okay. Sam, are you ready? What's the matter? Just, just trying to work out how to get cozy. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our arms are going to be tired, though. We're, we're, we're sat on the sofa holding the microphones. Why Why have you uh, downgraded to sofas from chairs? Uh, we were in the bedroom. We moved Ooh, around. Is yeah. something like, you're not telling me? We were getting on the bed, yeah. Like podcast... <laughs> spooning together. You're going to have to, oh, yeah. have to bleep <laughs> that out again. We were... <laughs> <laughs> soggy biscuit, soggy microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that picture of my dad's collarbone? I was about to ask you about that. That's nasty. Lovely little what's it in there. It's, it's like his bones fall under it. So I'm guessing he's getting surgery. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you know, we can't have that heel like that. That's really one of my questions now for catch up. I can do it again. <sighs> right. Three, two, one. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's so quiet. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I've heard the big dog one. The music at the end is so loud because the voices are quite quiet. It's like cranked up and the bass kicks in and my car. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> it's an absolute bagger. <laughs> the way I tried to, um, the way I like tried to edit it, if I changed the, that last little bit, it like ruined so many of like, the other music effects. I was like, I can't be able to sort that out. <laughs> it's what it is. Right. <laughs> Okay, right, I'm ready now. That was, that was, um, was that me, a practice? That was me setting I the volume. That was, that's twice now I've had the squeaky right. bum time where I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Forget how to talk. Right, you ready? I haven't had my free podcast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Harry, we're doing the intro then, you ruined it. But that should be the pre-intro intro. Right, you ready? <laughs>